The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It is the day after the election the night before and we're joined uh, by Dr. Dwayne Bratt, the professor of uh, professor of political science and the chair of Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University. Lots to talk about with Dwayne. Dwayne, you have been a voice uh, through all of this and first off I want to thank you for your input during the past uh, number of months and especially over the past few weeks. Well, thanks, Jalen. Um, watching last night, uh, you were at um, UCP headquarters. Uh, a reaction, uh, let's start there. Were there any surprises for you last night? I don't think there were. I think the surprise is that there were no surprises. Uh-huh. Uh, in the end, um, I think I won the office pool with my seat <laughs> count. So uh, I got a pretty pretty accurate. Uh, I think the popular vote was much, uh, the gap was much bigger than I thought. Mm. It was sitting at, at about 22% uh, between the UCP and the NDP. But going in, you knew it was going to be tough for the NDP. This was a change election. It had that feel to it. Uh, that speech from Mr. Kenny uh, last night came out throwing punches. A lot of tough talk. Your thought on that? Oh, it was it was fired. Uh-huh. Um, and so if you, uh, if you thought, well, you know, the campaign's over, the election's over, nastiness is over, uh, think again. Um, he clearly outlined who he's going to be fighting, and it and it's a long list. It, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, there was one I think real strong moment, and that was his outreach to Quebec. He switched to French, um, and basically put out an olive branch to them and said, you know, uh, a prosperous Alberta leads to a prosperous Quebec and vice versa. We should be allies. We should work together. Uh, unfortunately, this this morning, Premier Legault kind of put cold water on, onto that. Yeah, saying that uh, the use of Kenny, uh, the, the Kenny's use of French was an elegant gesture, but says he still opposes a new pipeline carrying oil from Western Canada through Quebec. What is this going to look like, this, this, uh, this battle for pipelines in the coming years? Well, we'll see around uh, Trans Mountain um, because that we, we're expecting a decision soon by the federal government on whether to approve it or not. And it's complicated because when they made the initial approval, they deliberately linked it to Alberta's climate leadership mm-hmm. plan. Kenny is getting rid of that climate leadership plan. On the other hand, they've gone down this, this route so far. How do you back away now, especially now that the federal government That means all of us own the pipeline. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'll expect that they will approve the pipeline and we'll start to see Trans Mountain uh, going through soon. All right. So let's talk about uh, that coalition of conservative premiers. Um, You know, we're looking at uh, Jason Kenney, Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe, Manitoba Premier Brian Pallister and Ontario Premier Doug Ford. Boy, it's uh, it's a band of brothers there certainly fighting this carbon tax. What does that mean? Again, I guess, you know, for the carbon tax, but but mainly for, for Prime Minister Trudeau as we're coming now into, you know, what, six months, seven months out from a federal election. Couple, couple things, and I'm glad that you used the phrase "band of brothers." I don't know if you intended it the way I thought it, <laughs> and that was not only the all conservative premiers; they're all men. They're all men. Yeah. The entire, um, all the premiers of the territories and the provinces are all men. Whereas when Rachel Notley was elected, almost half were uh, were female, 
And so this is a real confrontation with Justin Trudeau, and I think Trudeau's going to take that on. I expect in the federal election to come in the fall, he's going to spend less time on Andrew Scheer and much more campaigning against Jason Kenney mm. and Doug Ford in a tit-for-tat to what Kenny did in linking Trudeau to Notley yeah. for the last yeah. while. I mean, while there's, uh, you know, uh, getting any liberal seats in, in Alberta in the federal election, I mean, he can he can probably, you know, spare Alberta. He's he's looking to pick up elsewhere, wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think those four seats uh, are already gone. Okay. Um, there was a tough talk about turning off the taps to, to B.C. Where do you think that's going to go? And, and what does a relationship with Premier Horgan look like um, between, well, you know, between B.C. and Alberta here? I mean, relations weren't very good no. between Horgan and Notley. And I think they're going to escalate under Kenny. He's being a bit cagey. So he talks about, you know, the very first cabinet meeting, he's going to proclaim Bill 6, which is the turn off the taps legislation. Proclaiming it means turning it into law. That's not the same as using it. So he's being a bit subtle there. But I expect that the moment that they proclaim it, there will be a court injunction filed by the B.C. Attorney General saying uh, that this is unconstitutional. And then it, it will be fought into the, into the court. So we'll see if that's a big escalation. It sounded like Kenny was going to do that last week when he threatened the Vancouver mayor by saying, you know, you want to be carbon free by 2040. How about I do it for you by 2020? Um, it, it seems like, uh, just as you said, there's, um, Kenny has set his sights on, on everybody and everything. Oh, and you've got the public inquiry. He, he mentioned that last night twice in his speech to rousing applause um, where he was going to do a, a public inquiry into sort of these uh, U.S. foundations who are providing donations to environmental groups uh, in Canada. That has been pretty well documented by Vivian Krause mm -hmm. that that has occurred. But it's the next set of conclusions that I'm skeptical of. But a lot of conservatives believe that this is designed to landlock Alberta oil so that U.S. Uh, companies get it at a at a discount, as well as interfering in uh, the Canadian uh, democratic system. Those I'm a lot more skeptical of. But if he does launch the public inquiry, is he also going to look at right-wing think tanks that... Um, uh, oppose climate uh, action on climate change that are also funded by U.S. groups like the Koch brothers. So uh, if you're going to open that door and you're going to investigate people, are you going to investigate them on all sides of the spectrum? So uh, let's talk about about this one. He's, he, Jason Kenney came out saying Alberta is open for business, um, you know, focused on getting people back to work. And of course, we know that, you know, we're not going to just click our heels together, wave a magic wand, and, and that's going to happen. I was reading an article recently, an economist saying that jobs are going to be an issue in this province for years to come what does that look like moving forward i mean in one sense he he's he's actually putting some policy behind that statement by saying you know we're going to cut the corporate rate we're going to cut the carbon tax we're going to uh, start to reduce regulations to provide incentives for companies to invest there and even the change of government um, can often lead to different perceptions that, that people have about whether a place is open for business or not. At the same time, it's possible that, that Jason Kenney has overpromised here, that there's only so much a government can do around market conditions.
Well, and that's and that's it, right? So um, I guess, you know, we'll sit back and watch and, and see how this unfolds. Now, what are your thoughts on um, cabinet makeup? I think he's got some good people already lined up. He lacks experience. The only people with actual cabinet experience in the past has been himself and Rick McIver. Mm. And I expect Rick McIver to possibly be the new finance minister of, of Alberta. Um, there are some people who are incumbents, uh, uh, who, like Leela here or Angela Pitt or Nathan Cooper or uh, Jason Nixon that I think can, can take on some of those cabinet positions. Some new recruits, uh, Sonia Savage out of Calgary could be energy minister. She's got a strong energy executive background. Tyler Shandro also out of Calgary as justice minister. But there's a problem. If you listen to who I'm rattling off, mm-hmm. there seems to be an awful lot of people from Calgary well, that's and rural Alberta yeah. because he doesn't have people in Edmonton. They've got one seat. Yeah. Um, would Edmontonians uh, accept someone from Leduc as representing Edmonton or Sherwood Park representing Edmonton? And so it's a, it's a challenge he's going to have. So as a result, I think Casey Meadow is going to end up mm-hmm. in cabinet because he's the only UCP MLA in Edmonton. Yeah, we'll be talking with him coming up at 4.20 this afternoon. Again, Jason Kenny will be speaking at 3 o'clock this afternoon. We'll take that live right here on 6.30, Ched. Dr. Dwayne Bratt joining us this afternoon. Uh, when you look at the loss of uh, really the middle ground, and you, you see the Alberta Party um, not getting any seat. You see uh, the Liberal Party not getting their seat. What does that mean? I, I feel bad for the Alberta Party yeah. because... There were a lot of things they did right, and they had some success. So in in 2015, they had 2% of the vote. This time, they were close to 10% of the vote. Uh, They ran candidates in all 87 ridings. They participated in the leaders' debate, but they didn't win a seat. And without that anchor seat, you lose some of that visibility. Um, I, I can't imagine Stephen Mandel sticking around. Uh, Greg Clark, who was the leader, lost his seat, so I can't see him be becoming a leader. So they're kind of a leaderless party that shows so much promise and so much potential and so much growth. Where do they go? In the case of the Liberals, this could be the end of the Liberal Party. They only ran candidates in 50 ridings. Their vote total was down near the 1% number, mm. and they lost their only seat in the legislature. I think the progressive vote that used to go liberal has gone NDP and the centrist vote has gone Alberta party and do is there really a place anymore for the Alberta liberals yeah it's going to be interesting uh, Dr. Dwayne Bratt thank you so much again for for your input uh, and uh, your insight over the past number of weeks and once again today we really appreciate it yeah thanks Jalen all right Dr. Dwayne Bratt out of Mount Royal University this afternoon the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.